0: Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and to create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us as we explore wisdom on our second millennium podcast. This is day 1023 of our trek, in time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer your questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask data questions about life in many areas. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with 9 interconnected points. Ennea refers to 9 and Gram refers to a drawing check out today or a prior week's Wisdom Journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's Wisdom Journal a copy of The Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of it, click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal located on our website at wisdom track.com. For additional insights, I recommend a book, The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive into the 9 personality types which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. 5 weeks ago we began a series of episodes on type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefit and issues with each combination? Covering all the 45 different potential type combinations will take several weeks, but will be valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journals each Friday and see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are personally responsible for all decisions and actions that we make in life, and they must be in harmony with God's precepts. So the question for the next several weeks will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So let's begin today with Enneagram type combinations, the Enneagram type 2, the helper, with the Enneagram type eight, the challenger. What each type brings to the relationship. These two types are more alike than they might appear to be when you first look at them. Both are action oriented and want to have a personal impact on their environment. Both can be sentimental and deeply feeling with a soft side that is often more hidden than apparent. Both can play roles as the provider, the protector, the caretaker and the nurturer while avoiding or even denying their own needs. Both tend to overwork themselves, and both tend to be the strong one in the relationship. All those two tend to do so by having the power behind the throne, while eight will tend to clearly be on the throne. Both types bring passion, vitality, interpersonal and social skills, magnanimity, and generosity. The basic emphasis of both types are distinctly different, however, with the twos being primarily interested in the welfare of others. While eights tend to be interested in their physical well-being and having a distinct impact on their world, often with beneficial fallout for others. They easily play roles at the other needs and wants. The eight is practical and concerned with the results, whereas the twos are more people-oriented and more openly altruistic. They are both strong-willed and like taking on responsibility, as long as they choose it themselves. Eights often bask in the glow of the two's affection and adoration. Twos truly appreciate the eight's strength and efforts, and they see their often hidden self-sacrifice. Both see each other's noble qualities and can be each other's staunchest supporters and admirers. Their roles are also clearly delineated, so they do not really get in the way of each other. Each runs in different spheres and their lives cover different bases. One plays the symbolic mommy role and the other the symbolic daddy, and this keeps things clear and balanced these qualities make this couple powerful allies who complement each other's strength, particularly the good effects that they can have on each other. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues? Twos and eights have a very different value system. As noted above, twos tend to be people-oriented while eights tend to be practical-minded. Their interpersonal styles are also very different, with twos tending to be more empathetic and indirect and eights being more direct and independent. Even average 8s tend to become proud of their resolutely unsentimental way of dealing with people's and situations, while average 2s become highly attached to people and over-solicitous about their needs. 2s tend to see things from the points of view of others, while 8s do not. They see things from the point of view of their own self-interest, feeling that others need to learn to take care of themselves lest they become weak and ineffectual. Thus, in a relationship, twos and eights have very different ideas about where the other people fit into the picture, including their own family. Both types tend to move in opposite directions and have increasingly opposing views about how to treat other people. Eights become more hard-hearted and confrontational, while twos become more possessive and self-sacrificial. Between themselves, they can get into battles with each other about whose philosophy will prevail. Rather than feeling rejected or lose a key relationship, however, twos can get caught up in codependent relationships with the eight. The twos can become an apologist for the eight's bad behavior, enabling them and thus encouraging eights to continue in their antisocial and self-destructive habits. Thus, this couple might not break up as quickly as some other pairings would, although they can drag each other down without seeing their mutual trap. Ultimately, eights will lose respect for twos, finding them insincere and manipulative, while twos lose respect for eights, thinking them to be cruel and domineering. Both can become coarser and more controlling if this continues, with overtones of stalking and paranoia, fears of betrayal, and acts of revenge. Next let's move to the next type combination, which is the Enneagram type 2 the helper with the Enneagram type 9 the peacemaker. What each type brings to the relationship. Enneagram twos and nines are similar in a wide variety of areas and reactions. Both are interested in nurturing others and helping people to be better, more comfortable with themselves, and more at peace. Both types tend to be optimistic and reframe disappointments in the most positive way possible. This pairing has an outstanding, warm, kindly, and good-natured quality about it that each side reinforces. Twos and nines are easygoing, hospitable, and undemanding. They are happy to make friends and happy to welcome them into their homes. Twos bring to the pair a more outward and interpersonally engaging energy. They would most likely be the first to introduce themselves at the party or to go to someone's aid or comfort if they perceived that the other person had some kind of problem. Twos are proud of their relationship, their home, their family and their friends and they want to share them with each other. Twos constantly add energy and new people to the relationship mix. They are often more talkative than nines and more openly curious about other people, how they live and what they are like, and more eager to get involved in other people's lives. On the other hand, nines bring a quiet steadiness and uncomplicated directness that allows people to flourish and things to get done with a minimum stress and conflict. Even if twos become upset about their relationships or are feeling moments of self-doubt about how loved they are, nines have a way of calming them down and providing them a great deal of unquestioned acceptance. Both types draw on each other to provide soothing and support. They are home and hearth. Pets and love of nature are extremely important to them. Both go out of their way to be considerate of each other as well as of other people. Much of their best communication is nonverbal, physical, arising from their simple direct presence with each other. They can develop an almost psychic link with each other. This is a very mellow couple, whose emphasis on hospitality reminds people how healing it is to be around loving, generous people. But what are some of the trouble spots or issues between an Enneagram Type 2 and an Enneagram Type 9? Both twos and nines tend to give away their power and to go along with the agendas of others. Yet one of the parties will have to wear the pants of the family, taking charge and making decisions. Doing so can go against the grain of both types – although either will take charge if necessary. However, negotiating power and decision-making in the 2-9 couple puts both parties under increasing stress. They both tend to feel that they are being forced into the bad guy role in the family and that they will be resented and unloved by the partner who gets off the hook. Further, neither finds it easy to talk about their feelings or their growing discontent with the power balance of their relationship or with any other source of resentment or potential conflicts that they may have. Twos tend to actually take over too much, becoming domineering and controlling, not hesitating to boss the nine around and to speak with surprising harshness to him or her. But because twos can rationalize their motives and see themselves as only all loving, they can continue without feeling guilty or embarrassed. Nines find it difficult to find their own voice and to speak up for themselves, but when the nine actually does speak up the twos often take it as a lack of gratitude and tries to turn the nine comments around on them. Twos are not good at taking criticism, and when nines do find the courage to speak up, they may go overboard with a load of old resentments that have piled up. The result is that nines withdraw into silence and become passive-aggressive as a way of dealing with their anger, while twos feel unappreciated, misunderstood, and rejected. Both try to keep everything quiet and normal on the surface, although they begin to deteriorate into longer silences with each other and with more distance, including less physical contact. An air of tension may take over, punctuated by angry outbursts and recriminations. The couple that seems so unassuming and supportive tends to end through attrition and drifting apart. Nobody wants to talk about what is really happening, nobody wants to take responsibility for the deterioration of the relationship, and things will eventually simply fall apart. Next, let's move on to the next type combination, which is the Enneagram type 3, the Achiever, with the Enneagram type 3, the Achiever. What each type brings to the relationship. As with all double relationships, two Enneagram 3s generally bring out the same qualities in each other. Therein lies both a main source of attraction as well as one of the main pitfalls. Thus, the level of health of each person is especially important for these types of relationships as they are dominant instincts. Two threes bring to each other's concern for achievement and excellence, for making something of themselves and their opportunities, for being a credit to the relationship. They are both hard workers, always looking for a way to improve their situation in life and to share these benefits with their loved ones and friends. Threes also tend to be sociable and enjoy the company of others. They have the ability to charm others and present themselves in a favorable, attractive light, even to their spouse or close friends. Some threes are less sociable and more concerned about business matters and with gaining financial security, but they too want both themselves and their relationships to be admirable and outstanding in some way. They may be known for their closeness or personal devotion or the longevity of the relationship itself. Both threes can form an extremely effective team that is likely to be successful in virtually any endeavor that they might pursue. They are able to coordinate tasks at home or in the office, become a working team at supporting each other. They each want the other to be proud of them and to be admired by the other as a worthy partner. They both try to avoid drama in their relationship. They give each other space to pursue their own interests and self-development. Double-three couples are usually excellent motivators of each other, urging the other to higher achievement and to attaining their goals, whether it's in child-rearing, education, or sports and physical fitness. They can act as the coach for the other, helping their partner to improve their technique and to hone their professional and personal skills. What they demand of each other is respect for their achievements and for their hard works. Thus, in many ways, two threes can make the impression on others of being virtually the ideal couple. Attractive, energetic, ambitious, focused, and often outstanding members of their social group. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between two threes? As long as the three-couple is healthy, they both tend to be highly supportive of each other and the other's interest and career. They are glad for the success and prestige that their spouse may garner. Problems may arise in average and low-functioning three-couples if they begin to compare themselves with each other. An unhealthy spirit of competition, a one-upmanship can infect the relationship and undermine the pride and generosity that they have felt toward each other. Even if they have different careers, or three may begin to compare their relative success, their income, how well each other is regarded professionally, and what their relative chance of advancements are. One partner may be elected to a committee or board of director that puts pressure on the other to do something similar or even more prestigious. Further, one or both of the threes may begin to feel that the relationship is taking time away from their own career and their own pursuit of success. One may feel that they are sacrificing their career potential for the sake of keeping the relationship together, while the other is getting ahead at their expense. Children, pets, family members, and friends may also suffer varying degrees of success as the double-three couple puts energies into their professional advancement, putting in even longer hours at the office or on the road. One of the biggest issues for a double-three couple is that neither are particularly aware of their real feelings or their own heart's desires. They also typically do not know how to talk about their deepest feelings and so they most often do not. They often experience feelings as a distraction from their professional work as well as potential sources of shame and humiliation. Thus they tend to become more isolated in the relationship as intimacy wanes. They can still be trophies for each other, but double three pairings come to know not how to talk with each other about what is really going on for them. Eventually isolation leads to alienation and depression, which can lead to drifting apart or to affairs that will end the relationship. That is our type combination review for today. That covers the six three for a total of 18 out of 45 possible type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through all the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality types of those whom you interact with either in person or online, We must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore type combinations and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we will discover will allow you to unlock who you are as we travel on this track of life and discover more about yourself and others as you impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living that rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Motivation Monday where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, creating a legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1022 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Truck on your favorite podcast player so the D Stays truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Truck podcast and journal. And as we take this truck of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally.